really, really appreciate you taking time to be here tonight with us. And I just want to say it's really good to see so many young people. It's obviously good to see the older people. Lovely to see you. And you can work out if you're in that category or, or not. But especially to the young people. And I don't want to just preach over their heads tonight. So I'm going to try and make this tonight that everyone can understand it, okay? So even if you are five, six, seven, eight years old, I would love you to listen in tonight. Because I remember being a boy of seven, maybe six. Um, if I asked my mum, she would tell me for definite because she documented it. But I remember being in a meeting where I heard the gospel. The gospel that basically means good news. What is the good news? That Jesus Christ took my sin on the cross. That he was perfect. But he who was perfect took my sin on the cross. And that if I ask for forgiveness from my sins, that Jesus' blood has the power to forgive my sins. And I don't have to go to a lost eternity in hell, but I can go where God is in heaven. I remember hearing that when I was like seven and thinking, that's a no-brainer. It's not. This is not a difficult question. And it's not a difficult answer to arrive at to say, that sounds good to me. If someone turned around to you and says, I've got a free holiday for you in July, the first week of July. Get off work. Um, what's your first name? Lorraine. Lorraine, you have a holiday free for one week. It's all inclusive. She can take her friend if she wants. It's all inclusive. Everything's paid for. It's all sorted out. Everyone here if she was a Lorraine student, say, what do you think, folks? Should I take it? <laughs> I think everyone here would be saying, Lorraine, don't be a fool. Snatch his hand off for it. But you'd probably all be saying, ah, there's got to be a small print somewhere. It's too good to be true. You Monaghan people are probably too wise for that. To realize that's not going to happen. But folks, here's the reality tonight. The gospel is this. Jesus is offering you not a holiday for a week. But he's offering you an eternity that's forever in the best place of all. It's called paradise, heaven, the place where God is. And he's saying, there is a place for you tonight if you will only accept it. Now listen to me tonight. I'm going to talk to you tonight about decisions. I'm going to talk to you tonight about making wise decisions. Lorraine would be wise to take me up on that offer it's not a real offer, but there is a real offer tonight for every person in this seat under this tent tonight. Now, folks, listen to me clearly here tonight, okay? Listen to what I'm saying to you. The raw reality is that probably not everyone in this room is going to heaven. You let that sink in just for a moment. The raw reality is this, that most likely... Not every person in this room, when you breathe your last, or if Jesus decides, that's it, I am coming back, and time is over. The reality is that probably not everyone in this room is going to be there in heaven. But listen to me clearly here. Everyone tonight is going to have an opportunity to make sure 
that they are going to heaven. And I really have been praying and asking God tonight that every person here tonight would be wise and take God up on his offer that he is making to humanity. Because this is an offer that is too good, but it is true. The love of God that he has for you tonight. One of my favorite songs says that if the ocean was filled with ink and the sky became like paper, the ocean would be drained dry to write of the love of God if we were to begin to write in the sky. He loves you tonight. Maybe tonight you think, God, does he really love me? If, if he would have loved me, this wouldn't have happened in my life. Listen to me tonight. He has already warned us. In this world, we are going to have trouble. We're going to have difficult things happen. He's already gave us the small print. He's told us that. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome it. In other words, you can come to be with me where there will one day be no more of them difficult things. And I will journey with you in this life. So I'm going to talk about decisions tonight. And I pray that at the end when I lead you to a decision and lead you to a crossroads where you will make a decision tonight, you yourself will decide where do you want to spend eternity? People say to me, how can a loving God send people to hell? Let me tell you now, God will not send anyone to hell. Man will have decided that they didn't want to be with God. And if you decide tonight, no, I want to live life on my own without God, that is fine. God then one day will give you your wish. And he will say when you stand before him and you know that heaven is behind him and perfection is there and people are entering that beautiful place but you know there is another place called hell and you stand before him and then you say, oh, well, I would like to go in there. I want to go into that place. Please let me go in there. He'll say to you, no, your wish was you didn't want me in your life. So I will be the ultimate gentleman and give you what you wanted and I'll not force you to live with me the rest of your days. If you want to live with him, he is welcoming you into his home and into his family. But are you willing tonight to open up your heart and say, I want it? It's the best deal you'll ever receive. And I know Lorraine's already received it because she's wise. <laughs> but, folks, tonight, if you have a do, you have a Bible. And if you don't, I think Andrew's going to help me. At the back. We're going to turn to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. Now that's a good start. And I looked at them earlier and didn't notice this. <laughs> I've printed uh, two pages, but I've printed the same page on both sides. So Lorraine, you're coming up here to preach the second part, okay? I'm picking on you tonight, by the way. So I'm going to have to go in my head here. So Joshua chapter 24. It's the first page I don't have. Joshua chapter 24. Now this here was the verses 
that God spoke to me as a young man. And whenever I was a young lad and gave my life to the Lord, there then came a period of time where you just go into the motions of Christian living, Christian life. And before you know it, you find yourself a wee bit distant from God. You're saying all the right things and you're acting in the right ways, but your heart is not really fully surrendered to God. And you really know it. And I know it. I, I was there for right few years. This is what it says. Now, we're going to read this together so you know I'm not making this up. And this is the decision that is as valid tonight as when it was originally said to the hearers at this time. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Now, here's the part I want you to really think about tonight, folks. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day, tonight. Make a decision tonight on what? Whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in which in whose land you dwell. But listen to the decision that was made this day. But as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. God is leading us to a decision tonight. A decision that is real and a decision that can impact the rest of not just your life on this earth, but in the life to come. Now folks, I was researching this because we make up a lot of decisions in a day, okay? A lot of decisions are made from small to sometimes big decisions. Now, I was surprised with this. I knew it was a lot, but I didn't realize that some of the smarter people than I am have done research in this, and they, there's lots of different answers, but the most common one I was finding was upwards on 35,000 decisions a day we make. I was thinking about that, and I was like, I can sort of only think about, you know, about 20 or 30. But subconsciously, we're constantly making decisions. Even whenever you came into this tent, you may have not thought you were making a decision, but you decided, where will I sit? Maybe you've already made a decision whether you're going to listen or not. Maybe you've made a decision what you're doing after. We make lots of decisions from the moment we wake up, will we press the snooze button? Is there anyone with me on that? I'm a nighttime person. I could stay up all night, no bother. But I hate the mornings. Anyone with me? Hate the mornings. Really don't like them. So I don't. But yet when you have three children and uh, at half six, they, you don't really need an alarm clock. They often become that clock. But just out of argument's sake, just to show that we're not all robots. People think, oh, sure, my future's designed. I'm, it's all, I'm just a robot. It's all sorted out. Folks, it's not. God has given every person in here free will. God has not made you a robot or a clone of each other. We all have differences and preferences and an incredible creative God 
that every one of us have a specific personal identification that no one else can have, only us. God has molded you specifically. And even this morning, we all made a decision. Andrew, help me out here. A show of hands. Who decided to go healthy this morning and go for porridge? Hands up. There's one honest person. There's a number of people. Did you saw the fruit in it? You did have fruit in it. Well done. Well done. You don't need to worry. There's no porridge in this holiday, Lorraine, that you're getting. It's going to be much nicer than that. Give, give me the next one, Andrew. Who went for toast and tea? One, two, three. Four, there's no wrong answer. There's another man, a few others. That's generally my breakfast. I find it just the handiest, quickest. Uh, my wife does wind me up on this one. She eats her toast on the way to work, but she doesn't eat her crusts. And I can get into her car in a week's time. <laughs> and it's very hard. And uh, the birds get fed. It might be litter, and I don't know, but it's, it's not staying in there. Let me see the next one. Who went for cereal this morning? There we go. A number of the men here went for the cereal. Hard to beat it, Tom. Lovely, the cereal. Crunchy nut. Weedabix minis. Oh, it's, they're great. But last but not least, who got the full fry today? Who got the fry? Come on. Be honest. Yes. Anyone else? You got a fry this morning? Well done. There's another man there, good man. You've had all of them today. <laughs> eh? Ah, you're right. Eh? But do you see already? We all made a decision this morning. Different decisions. But we all made a decision. And you see, the decisions that we make in life very, well, the majority of them will only impact that moment. Some of the decisions we make are small and they will impact that immediate moment. But then there's bigger decisions that we will make. I, I call these the medium decisions in the grand scheme of life and eternity. Such as, will I listen in school? Young people, this is one of my few regrets that I would have is that I wish I listened more in school. And as soon as, I know in the North we do it slightly differently, when it got to fifth year, which is I think maybe like fourth year uh, here, we have an opportunity to leave. And I just got out as quick as I could. And I don't know why. It wasn't the wisest decision. But thank God he still had a plan and a purpose for my life. If for some of you, you're maybe at that point where you're making choices of what subjects will I decide to do? What career path am I going to take? Maybe some of you are at that decision of who am I going to be friends with? Maybe some of you are at the place where you're deciding and maybe fed up with life and feeling I need to make a change. Maybe for some of you, you are at a crossroads in your marriage. Maybe some of you feel like you're about to make a big decision. Maybe for some of you have been forced into a crossroads that you never thought you would arrive at. Maybe right now you know there's a decision you have to make and you're hiding from it. 
but it keeps coming back. Decisions are things that we all have to make. Decisions can sometimes be easy and in other times they can be very difficult. And depending if you are a hedgehog or a rhino, you may deal with it head on or you may run and hide. But can I be honest before you, I don't find it easy making big decisions. We had one just a few weeks ago in our own house where we felt that there was a big decision we had to make that was going to impact our whole family, our finances. It was going to impact everything. And my natural is just to go and put it off to another day. But thankfully, I'm married to someone who wants to get it sorted. It's often the way it is when we have a wee heated discussion as well. I want to run and hide, but she wants to get it sorted. And we got it sorted. We got that. We made a decision on it. And then we were at peace because we knew we had done what God wanted us to do. But do you know what? We make small decisions. We make medium decisions that impact our life for maybe years. But folks, tonight there is one decision you make that impacts your destiny. There is one decision you make that will not just impact your life for however many years you have here on this earth, but will impact your life in the next life. You do realize tonight there is another life. There's not a third life, there is a second. The real you inside does not die. This week, I had a call from someone I went to college with of a young lad from Kilkeel who we spent a lot of time with whenever we were studying in Belfast. A young lad of 30 years old, a few years younger than me. And through that horrible cancer, he breathed his last a few days ago. But that lad is still alive. His earthly body died. But wouldn't it be awful to think that what's the point of life if you live for 30 years and that's it all over? Wouldn't it be awful to think that you work and work and work to pay bills, to do the house, to provide for your family, to one day say goodbye and they come to a ground to remember you, and that's it. That would be depressing. My mind would think, what's hardly the point of living if life got tough, if there's nothing coming? But folks, all of us deep down know there's got to be more, and there is. You see, right at the beginning of time, when Adam and Eve were born, when Adam and Eve were created, God breathed into them and they became a living being. That meant they were going to live forever. But because they disobeyed God, because they made a decision to decide to go their own way and not go God's way, sin entered the world, death entered the world, and perfection had now been corrupted. And inside us we're longing for perfection again. We're longing. That's why we're trying to do things like improve the environment, improve the earth. That's why we're trying to get away on nice holidays to paradise because deep down inside we're longing for perfection. The Bible tells us that even creation is crying out. 
crying out for redemption. And one day even creation is going to be renewed. Because God's fire is going to come and bring this earth to a crust, to its original elements, and then there's going to be a new earth where righteousness will dwell and his people will live forever. Folks, tonight, the biggest decision you make in your life hinges on where you will spend eternity. The decision that you decide tonight will decide your destiny. And that decision is the answer to the question of tonight. Will you accept Jesus and his forgiveness from your sins? Or will you say, no, I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to continue life how I think, in the ways that I want. Or will tonight you realize that Jesus Christ died for you? Because he loves you tonight. And he took your sin. And that the only way to be forgiven from that sin. The Bible tells us clearly over and over again. This isn't me telling you tonight. But Jesus himself told his disciples. He says you'll see me again. And in John chapter 14 verse 6. After Thomas has said to him. Well how can I get to heaven? Jesus we don't know the way. Where's the road? Is it the Bally Bay Road? Don't think Thomas would have knew that road. But I'm sure in, in, in their times they had names of roads. And in his head he was thinking, is it this road? Is it that road? What road gets me to heaven? And Jesus said clearly to him. He didn't need to give him a satnav or a map. He told him directly with his own mouth. He says, Thomas, listen to me clearly. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So tonight if you want to get to heaven, tonight if you want to make the best decision of your life, of not just having God forgive your sins, but knowing you can be with him in eternity forever, it is not going to be through me. It's not going to be through Pastor Neil. It is not going to be through Monaghan Elam. It's not going to be through your priest. It is not going to be through your chapel. It is not going to be through any other person but one. And it's the man himself, Jesus Christ. The son of the living God who 2,000 years ago stretched out his hand and gave his life freely for the people of Monaghan, for the people of Ireland, for the people of the world that whosoever would call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. That's good news tonight. That tonight you are getting an opportunity. Thousands of people are living in countries right now where they can't come freely like this. Thousands of people would love to have an opportunity like this. Millions and millions of people are following gods that are dead and in a grave. Millions of people are climbing mountains, saying words to gods who can't hear them. But tonight... We are in the presence of the God who rose from the grave, who handed the grave back to its owner. And he's alive and he's in here tonight. And he says, if you want what Nathan's talking about, I'll give it to you tonight. You can be forgiven from all of your sins because I've paid for them on the cross. You can not just be forgiven, but you can be justified. That means I will rip your debts off. I will rip, rip up your sins like you never had committed them. 
And I will write your name in the entrance book to heaven, which is called the Lamb's Book of Life. Wow. Tonight you can have that. How much is it, Nathan? Listen to me tonight. It's completely free. It's a gift of God. You can't purchase it. You can't go into a shop and buy this. But you've got to give your life to Jesus. And giving your life to Jesus is not a bad thing. Let me tell you, it is the best thing. Is there any Christians in here tonight would say amen to your decision that you've decided to follow Jesus and it was the best decision you made? Is there anybody? Come on, you can do better. Amen. It's the best decision. People say, you're very young to be doing what you're doing. Yes, but guess what? I haven't found anybody who's got a more joyful life than I have. I haven't found anybody who else has an assurance like I do that no matter what happens to me, if tonight would be my last, I know where I'm going. And that's not a boastful thing. That's not a me standing here in pride. That's me saying, I know who my God is and I know that he's true when he says you can know where you're going. And I've received that adoption. And I've received that assurance. And so folks, tonight as I end my thoughts with you tonight, if you decide tonight to say sorry for your sins to Jesus, if tonight you decide that you want to have Jesus in your life, tonight, my friend, you can become a child of God in a split second. Because the Bible tells us in John chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. But to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become the children of God. You tonight, dear friend, is either a child of Satan, he is either controlling your life and you don't realize it, or tonight you're a child of God. I had a man in our own church in Brookville last week, last Sunday, he came and sat behind me. He says, I haven't seen you before. Oh, he says, that's right, and I haven't seen you before. That's great. <laughs> and we had a wee chat, and I says, what has brought you here? He says, I suppose um, I would call myself a spiritualist. Oh, well, that sounds very fancy. What, what does that mean? I can believe that we're all God's children and we're all searching our way to God. And I had to tell him the truth and I says, do you know, I don't actually believe that's true. And that's the verse that I took him to. I says, we're not all God's. We're all God's creation. But to those who accept him, they become the children of God. I wonder tonight, have you accepted him? Are you a child of God? Because only God's family, only his children are going to be with him in heaven. Do not think that God is going to, you're going to put on a pity party in front of him and twist his arm to get into heaven. It's only his children are getting in and you can become his child tonight if you accept his offer. If you make the decision to follow Jesus tonight. You can be his child, you can be forgiven you can become part of his family, but listen lastly to me. You will spend the eternity in heaven forever. The decisions you make in this earth will one day have no more impact on your life whenever you die. But this decision you make tonight will not just impact now, but will impact your life for the rest of your life, which is forever. Do you know, folks, tonight there will come a point where you cannot make this decision.
different. You cannot change your decision. The Bible tells us, and Pastor Neil is going to speak on it tomorrow night, so I would encourage you to come and hear about it. But just as heaven is real, hell is real. And in Luke chapter 16, we see a man who had maybe made wise decisions in the opinions of people because he was a rich man. But this rich man said no to Jesus. He didn't want God in his life. He didn't want to be forgiven from his sins. He wanted to do it his own way. And he went to be where God wasn't. He got what he wished for. No God. And he went to be in hell. But then on the other hand, a man on this earth who maybe people didn't want to be associated with. He was a poor man. He was a beggar. In the eyes of people, he maybe hadn't made many wise decisions on earth because surely a wise man wouldn't be poor. But let me tell you, this wise man made the wisest decision. And he allowed the Lord to come into his life. And now all of a sudden, he was the richest man about because his home was heaven. He was walking streets of gold. He was in the bosom of Abraham. He was at peace with the poor beggar man lying in hell. He cried out to Abraham and he says, Abraham, would you just get someone, get Lazarus there to just do something to quench the thirst? I tell you, I came in here tonight and I thought it was coming to a tent. It felt like a sauna. (laughs) But for this man, let me tell you now, it was no laughing or joking matter. He was in torment, the Bible says. Because there was nothing of a resemblance of God near him. So there was no peace. There was no light. There was no presence of anything to do with God. And he was asking, would you do something to help me? But listen to what Abraham says to him. Listen, if a kudo would, but there's a massive gulf. There is a barrier between you and me. I cannot go to where you're going and you cannot come to where I am. In other words, it's too late to change your decision. You cannot change it. Now, now I'm going to ask you one very simple question. Do you want to have Jesus Christ in your life tonight? Do you want to have the God who loves you in your life tonight? Do you want to know you're a child of God? Do you want to have your sins forgiven? Do you tonight want to know you're going to be in heaven? Then my friend tonight, You're only a prayer away. You don't need to go and find a fancy prayer book. You just need to pray from your heart tonight. What do we do, Nathan? You say, God, I'm a sinner. I have sinned. I have done wrong. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you gave your blood for me. And I ask you to forgive me and come into my life. Seems too good to be true, but that's the truth tonight. Would you be willing to do that right now and change your eternal destination? Would you be willing to do that tonight and exchange your sorrow and experience the peace of God? Then my dear friends, I'm going to lead you to that decision right now. And I'm going to give you an opportunity so that you can never stand before God and say, I never had an opportunity. I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. I'm going to give you tonight an opportunity to take that gift by faith. I'm going to ask every head to bow in here tonight. I'm going to ask Raymond if he would maybe just come and just help us here in these final moments of the service this evening. My dear friends, this is, this is possibly the most important moment you have ever had 
in your life. This is more important right now than your birthday, than your wedding anniversary, than the birthday of your first child. This is the most important moment of your life. Because in this moment right now, you can put your hand out to God and receive from Him that free gift. But it cost Him everything. He had to die so that you might live. And He rose again so that you could rise to be with Him. I'm going to ask in this place tonight, surely an o- only an unwise person would say, no, I'm going to try it my own way. Surely the wise decision tonight is to say, that's what I want.